Hey there, I'm Catalina Villegas. I'm the host of Rolly's Experts Explain Everything podcast. Rolly is the platform where journalists find experts for their stories. It is created by journalists and for journalists. And as a journalist myself, I love to find fascinating people on Rolly, experts with so much knowledge and insight, and yet it rarely makes it past the headlines. So today I'm bringing on one of those experts to answer all the burning questions I've ever had about their field. I'm chatting with Faith Hibbs Clark. She is a body language expert, a casting director for film and television, and the founder of a science-based acting method, the communication method for actors. Thank you so much for coming on. Hello, and thank you. I appreciate being here. Tell me a little bit about how you got into the field of body language. Yes, it's definitely something that your guidance counselor in high school doesn't tell you much about. (laughs) Um, So I actually got into it in uh, university. So I was studying at Arizona State University, and um, I had some professors that took a keen interest in uh, certain particular students that showed um, a proficiency for it. There isn't a program, at least not to my knowledge, that actually teaches it, but they kind of uh, look out for candidates that might be a good fit. So somewhere along the line in my university studies, I showed some, um, some skill in that area, some natural ability. There's a test you can take. I took the test, I did well, and was recruited immediately after college. That's so fascinating. Now, I think we've all probably seen the Law and Order episodes or whatever when they say, oh, you know, he's guilty. Just look at the way he's standing or the way he's moving or positioning himself. Or we've heard of apparently, you know, FBI agents being able to tell whether you're lying just by looking at the way you you behave is that what body language really is or what exactly is body language what what is true and what is not about body language and what you can deduce from it well that's definitely part of it you know there's that very popular show called lie to me uh which is somewhat fictional but also in in some ways very accurate so deception detection is the the field of study that i specialized in and that's the ability to use body language to be able to determine whether or not you think that person uh, is likely to be lying but body language as a science is much bigger than that it's um it goes beyond deception detection and simply just you're able to see someone's reaction uh, based on their emotion in a particular situation. And that has to do with how the brain uh, regulates that emotion. So as human beings, we show our emotions in our bodies first, and then we have a thought, and then we uh, decide whether or not we're gonna say that thought or change our mind or, or whatnot. So the body language is a way for us to see what someone is feeling. And when somebody is saying something and their body language doesn't match what they're saying, then it's then that we look at that and say, this could very likely be an indicator (laughs) that it's a lie. Uh, I say indicator because it isn't always, well, they did this, this, and this, therefore they must be lying. Uh, You're you're looking for different flags or looking for different tells. uh, And you have to be able to read the body language in its totality. You have to be able to look at it and say, all of these markers 
you know, we kind of look for clusters. I, I used to like to see three to five clusters around something before I would um, start to begin uh, the, the process of thinking that it was deception. But you definitely, you know, going beyond deception detection, you can just see if someone's feeling a certain way. And this is something you and I do. This is something that everyone does. Um, you know, it, it's, it's something that we do sort of intuitively and subconsciously as well. Um, so yes, yes, we can. <laughs> the shows are uh, in, in some ways very accurate. But at the same time, it's a primal instinct that we all have. Uh, I think where it gets a little dangerous is when people learn a few things maybe from a book and then they're watching their partner or they're watching their boss or their kids and their kid does that one little thing. And they're like, oh, that, that little brat's lying, you know? Right. Um, or my husband must be uh, lying to me, you know? Um, and, and so you have to be really careful because you, you first you have to see uh, sort of this cluster. And then the second thing that you really want to look for is cultural differences and a base, what we call a baseline for that particular individual, which where the shows kind of aren't very accurate is they do it very quickly. You would have to study a person for some time to see what their natural tendencies are. And then you would be able to say, oh, their speech and their body language are incongruent. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I was actually going to ask you about that because, for example, for me, I know that I wear my heart on my sleeve. Imagine not everyone is as expressive with their body language as I am. Is that right? There would definitely be certain cultural differences. Some people, and, and that can be, you know, a large culture, like coming from a different nation. Right. But that can also be just from your family. If your family didn't express their emotions or perhaps you were punished as a child for expressing emotions, then those people are likely to try to suppress their emotions. Um, your ability to be able to be comfortable with your emotions you know, a lot of people would feel that that's, that's a great thing. You know, mm -hmm. what you see is what you get, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's uh, in a lot of ways, a good quality, but is no doubt in part based on how you were nurtured, you know, um, but we can't, you know, when, when it comes to the, the, the nurture, nature, nature, nurture, um, age old debate, there is just certain things that we inherently do. And so even if you were trying to hide uh, how you felt, it's very possible that those would leak out in some way. Um, one of the things that I used to do is in, in the early days of my work is I used to work with a lot of politicians and not all of them. And I want to make sure that that's clear <laughs> because I worked with some really wonderful people as well. But some of them were interested in deception detection and what body language was associated with a lie so that they could say whatever they wanted in their campaign speeches and have that be uh, perceived as truthful wow. and honest. Wow. Um, yes. Oh, wow. That was, you know, that was when I kind of looked at my career and I thought, I don't really want to be someone that's helping someone to lie, mm -hmm. you know, for, for, for this kind of thing, because that's essentially what they were doing. So I called that process reverse engineering. Um, and that's when you, you, you know, it, it's a lot of things, but one of the things that it does is allows you to see what is the out the outward manifestation of this emotion in terms of body language. Um, 
you know, to be able to identify it means that you would, in theory, be able to control it. And what what these these politicians um, didn't realize is that I can teach you not to do a certain behavior, but your body will, your brain specifically regulating your body, will find another way to show that emotion. I call them leaks. So if, for instance, I have you, say I was working with a politician and I said, uh, when you present this argument, um, present it with your palms up instead of down. So palms up is generally considered a positive or truthful gesture. And so maybe they do that. But if they are lying or trying to be dishonest, that dishonesty and the emotion that's associated with that nervousness, um, uh, worry, uh, anxiety, those types of things, those are going to come out in other ways. And so they'll leak out into their body in another way. I used to often see a politician trying to uh, use palms up (laughs) hand gestures and they would have these one-sided shoulder shrugs. Um, so, so in other words, the, the emotion behind the deception leaked out in another way. Um, so it's, it's, it's not something that you can control. It's very much our primal language. We all are body language experts um, to some degree. I mean, I'm sure you've had this situation. Have you ever met someone you didn't like and you like couldn't figure out why it was? You just didn't totally. like them? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. We've all been there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, you probably even had the same situation where you met somebody and you were fast friends. You know, you don't know what it is about them, but subconsciously you took in a whole lot of information and subconsciously you compared that to data that not only was part of your life experience, but also the, the life experience of your ancestors. So that's what I mean when I say that it's a very primal type language. Uh, a lot of anthropologists believe that it was our first language and that we actually developed speech in order to um, facilitate deception. So it's very fascinating. Mm, that is fascinating. <laughs> you know, the other thing that I find interesting is not only have you worked with politicians, but you work also a lot with actors um, in your communication method for actors and you talk about how it's science-based so talk to me about how you are bringing science into a field that's mostly more traditionally art yeah you know like I said I was uh, getting a little uh, (laughs) disenchanted with working with politicians so I I started thinking to myself what is a a field, a a career where I can do this type of work and and feel better about it? Um, And if you think about it, an actor, a professional actor is lying for a living. Mm -hmm. So I call, you know, in my research work, I identified 13 different types of lies. And one of the types of lies that I identified was what I call the entertainment lie. And the entertainment lie is unique in that it's the only type of deception where the other party is actually consenting to be lied to, that -hmm. they are suspending their disbelief for the agreed upon purpose of being entertained. Mm -hmm. So that's what an actor does. So I started working with actors and I realized quite quickly that the types of skills that I was using um, 
with politicians, the types of skills that I was working with. Uh, I used to do a lot of work with trial attorneys, um, reading the body language of the juries, uh, federal agents, even some CEOs. And those things that I was able to identify and uh, use to, to help them achieve their optimum outcomes in those environments, those were not being taught to actors. Um, so I recognized very early on it, when I moved into the entertainment field of working with, uh, with actors, nobody was teaching them that. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why that uh, acting has, has really always been looked at as, like you said, an art uh, rather than a science. In my mind, it's very much science. Communication, psychology, science. Um, and so it's just something that can be mastered very easily, very quickly. The art of it, I believe, takes time. So I think that some people can get where they need to be you know, combined with maybe some natural talent, but with the scientific principles, those things can happen quite quickly. Um, so you can sort of bypass a lot of uh, a lot of time and pain. Um, I can give you an example if that would be helpful. Yes, please. I mentioned earlier the reverse engineering. Um, so we all sort of understand that the brain will send messages to your body to show a particular emotion. Let's say you were angry. You said you wear your heart on your sleeve. So let's say you were angry and everybody mm-hmm. knows it because you folded your arms in front of you. Um, so it was your your brain that sent that message to you. Um, you followed that message, you folded your arms. What a lot of people don't realize and what we can use to our advantage, both in life and in acting, is this reverse engineering concept, which is the same message that your brain can send to your your body to show an emotion can actually run the other way. So in other words, if you take on the body language, if you take on the outward um, physical aspect of that emotion, you can actually send a message to your brain that you are feeling that way. So if you uh, folded your arms uh, and took on the body language of being angry, that would send a message to your brain saying, hey, you know, you must be angry because this is what we do when we're angry. And then what's really awesome about that and really helpful for actors who are trying to get into a role or trying to get into an emotion is that because the brain believes this to be true, it will then release hormones and chemicals into your limbic system that will physiologically make you feel as though you were experiencing that emotion for real. So whereas a, mm-hmm. as a lot of acting programs are going to, you know, tr- get the actors to try to remember a time when they were really angry and kind of dredging up all of these uh, very difficult emotions, this method relies on, uh, in you know, the many aspects of it, but this is one example, uh, will rely on how do we get that emotion to physiologically manifest itself in your body. Um, without a trauma, without having to go out and actually do it as in traditional method acting, Mm. um, without having to drag up uh, painful life experiences to relive them. Uh, So it's a very practical and and super efficient because what could be more beneficial than you actually feeling physiologically the anger 
in helping you be angry in your role. So um, it's tremendously, tremendously powerful. Um, and so that's just one example, but I think it gives you an idea of how when you start using the human brain, um, you start using the sciences to explain things and to train and work with actors, it really takes the mystery out. You know, it's still art, mm -hmm. but it's scientific art. <laughs> That's so interesting. And I think I had heard something about that before, that if you're not feeling great, just smile and just the physical action of like keeping your face in that position for a few seconds will help you release some of those hormones or when you go in for an interview, do like a powerful stance and that'll help you feel more more powerful, more confident. I, I had heard yes. about that. I didn't mm -hmm. necessarily realize um, the implications, right, and how, how it can be used and, and the applications for for that in different fields. Where do you see this uh, field growing now, mostly in, in this entertainment space that you've discovered, or are there other applications for it as well? I believe that there's other applications for it uh, in general. I... I you know, there is no other program like this. And, and so it's kind of taking the acting world by storm. But um, I believe there's other applications for it. I, in particular, I really would love to see programs in schools, even as young as um, preschool and elementary school, to help young people identify their emotions. Uh, and, and learn to understand their emotions and why they feel their emotions um, and using some of this type of concept. Because if we all were experts to the degree to which we could really see somebody's emotions um, in a minute sort of way, if we were all experts and we were all, if we all talked about the, the, the language of emotion, I coined a term called emotional fluency. And I just think that that's that's what we would have. We would be fluent in the emotion uh, of the uh, language of body language uh, and the emotions that go with it. And if you think about it, it would really help with some of the biggest things that are affecting children these days, which is uh, situations of bullying, um, peer pressure. Um, if we were able to see someone's truth when talking to them, and they were not able to hide behind lies, think how much more honest our interactions would be in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, mm. Not to mention dating. I mean, that, <laughs> oh, that, would, yeah. be, that, that would be super helpful. That would be worthy. so helpful. That would be so helpful. And for, and for kids, like you say, if they can use that body language, reverse engineer it to make sure that they're feeling confident and happy and giving themselves pep talks, uh, body language pep talks when maybe they're feeling down or, or uncertain. Yeah, I think that's that would be pretty fantastic. Yeah, I do this thing every morning just to help me have a good day. Um, but it's just like I take my hands and I, um, I kind of squeeze my fists together and then I throw them up in the air and release, uh, release my fingers like, you know, like, yes. And I do that several times because again, the associated emotion of uh, joy and happiness that goes with it, that gets released into to my limbic system. And then I just get to carry that around. It's just like a really great way to start off a day. 
Um, and like you said, things, things our Nana's used to tell us, <laughs> um, like smile, honey, you know, you'll have a good day, that kind of thing. I mean, our Nana's were, were really wise. They may not have understood the, the science behind it, but they understood that, yes, that, that actually works, you know, fake it till you make it. Um, I think another good example of that is if you've, and you know, during the time of, uh, the pandemic and lockdown when so many of us went uh, online and, and, uh, we're doing zoom calls and whatnot, and you could be having, you know, a full on argument with, uh, your spouse, which of course a lot of, a lot of people did during lockdown. Um, but then you realize, oh no, I've got, I've got a, a zoom meeting in two minutes. And then you jump onto the zoom minute, meeting in two minutes and you, you have to put on a happy face, you have to smile and you have to act like the world is fine, even though you've just had this big argument. But the funny thing is, if you've ever done something like that, is you realize that after that phone call, after that meeting where you had to fake it till you made it, you actually feel pretty good. You actually realize that you had tricked your brain long enough to believe the, the lie. Uh, research actually shows this, that it only takes 30 to 45 minutes from a chemical standpoint for us to believe our own lies. So when you fake it for 30 to 45 minutes, your brain's going to believe that your brain's going to, um, get on board for that. So in so many ways, you know, and I, and I use that with the actors too, because that's a wonderful way for them to get into, to character. Um, they're no longer pretending they are this character. Um, and if they work with those emotions for 30 to 45 minutes, that's going to feel very, very real to them. But it's also something we can do in our own lives, um, to, to feel better. Uh, and who doesn't need to feel better? <laughs> we all do. We all do for sure. <laughs> Faith Hibbs Clark, thank you so much for that insight and for your time. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me as your guest. You can learn more about Faith and her work by visiting www.cmfatraining.com and you can find hundreds of other exceptional experts at www.roleyapp.com. I'm Catalina Villegas and you can always connect with me on social media at Catalina Official, OFFCL on Twitter, IG or Facebook. Until next time.